The reading is taken from Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 to 20, and it's headed the Great Commission. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Thank you very much. Well, as we've already said, we're looking at the uh, 40 days of Jesus' life after the resurrection and before his ascension. And this uh, moment uh, is just one of those appearances. And of course, he appeared to all sorts of uh, people on different occasions. He appeared to the uh, disciples. He appeared to the women at the tomb. He appeared to 500 at one go. Uh, on one occasion. He appeared to the two individuals, Cleopas and friend, on the way uh, to Emmaus. And here we have another uh, meeting of Jesus with his disciples on a mountain in Galilee. It's a key moment, and really it's, it's almost a summary of all that Matthew wants to say in his Gospel. Now, I won't hold you very long this morning, so, you know, if you are... Uh, young in temperament, don't panic. But I just want to give you a few points just which are of interest in this passage. And then we're going to look at that key phrase right in the middle, which is make disciples. So just a, a few points in passing then. Firstly, you'll notice that this is on a mountain. Now Matthew is very good at mountains. Lots of key moments in Matthew appear Uh, on mountains. There's the Sermon on the Mount. There's the Transfiguration on a mountain. The final discussion and prayer of Jesus is on the Mount of Olives. His death may not have been on a mountain, but it was uh, a hillside. And now, his great commission. The mountain signifies something important. It goes all the way back to sort of Moses, when Moses meets God on a mountain. This is being set apart. This is a specific calling. So, the first thing, the little point we just pick up is that this is an important event. We've got to listen carefully. The second is that Jesus had authority. He doesn't speak as if this is a a passing whim. Uh, Only God, of course, can claim to have all authority. And this is more or less what Jesus is saying here. Uh, A passage from John. Not until halfway through the feast did Jesus go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. The Jews were amazed and asked, how did this man, Jesus, get such learning without having studied? And Jesus answered, my teaching is not my own. It comes from him who sent me. If anyone chooses to do God's will, he'll find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Jesus is speaking the authority of God. Because, of course, when the disciples uh, knew him 
uh, had spent that, that time with him, he was a man. Now, he is claiming even more clearly to be different, to be God himself. He is speaking as someone of rank. Now, I've never been uh, in the services, army, air force, or, or anything else, but if you were... Uh, and Steve and Richard aren't here, and I don't know who else, I'm sure several of you have been in the services, but if someone of a higher rank than you gave you an order, you would do it. It was quite straightforward. If you're ordered to do something, you do it. This is the highest authority that we can have. This is God himself asking us to do something. So this is a really important event, and it comes with the authority of God. But because God is gracious, he does not always expect us to get things first first time. Because many of those people worshipped. Most of the disciples worshipped him. But interestingly in the passage, it says that some doubted. And I read that two or three times, thinking, well, surely not, because the disciples by this time, they've... They've met him on several occasions. They've seen him walk through walls. They've uh, seen the the marks on his hands and on his feet. Surely not. The doubt in the passage, the, the word apparently means uncertain. And actually, I'm, I'm probably with them. I would have been uncertain as to quite what Jesus was saying, is this really true? Is this the last time we're going to see him? What does he really mean? I'm still sort of working through all of the, all, all of the things that Jesus had said throughout his life. I'm piecing all the bits together. And I would have been uncertain. But I know now that it's important. I know he's speaking with authority. And I know he's bearing with me. He's giving me time. Giving me time. Because look who the passage is for. This is for the disciples. It is for the followers of Jesus. That's you and me. And we cover all sorts. This is for Peter. Headstrong Peter. who jumped out of the boat and then realised that he wasn't quite so good after all. Headstrong Peter that said, tell me what to do and I'll do it for you. I'll never deny you. Oh, but he did. Headstrong Peter. What about John, who expects fireworks and dynamite every time? It's, you know, it's action, action. It was for him as well. It was also for Thomas, doubting Thomas, who would not believe until he saw the marks on Jesus' hands and his feet. And I guess we will probably cover that whole range as well, will we not? Some of us will be full of action. Some will be the headstrong and then think afterwards. Some of us will doubt in the first place. This is for us. This is an important event. It's come with the authority of God. We're being taken there bit by bit. And it's for you. So what is it that is for us? To make disciples of all nations. Verse 19. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Three things then. Three things around making disciples. Very quickly. Firstly... That first, well, second word. Therefore, go. Go and make disciples. We cannot make disciples by staying where we are. If we locked the doors of St. John's this morning, 
there would be no one else coming in and no one else going out. How can we expect to tell Wanish the good news of Jesus Christ if we do not go out into Wanish to do so? We need first to go out and then we can tell them to come in. Because we've got something worth coming to. We need to introduce them to Jesus Christ who has changed our lives. And it's by showing them and telling them that we create this, uh, this joy and this hope for their future. So we need to go. And secondly, it says, baptising them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Baptism here is not an optional extra. It's important because it's a sign of belonging. It's a sign of commitment. It's an open, public confession of Jesus Christ. It's a confession in the God who means more to you than the comfort of your colleagues, that peer pressure uh, around you. And notice that they are baptised in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm sure as Matthew wrote those words, it was not to him uh, expected to be included in every single church worship service uh, ever since. Because we will go today in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. The Father who is desperate to know us. The Son who died in order that we might know him. And the Holy Spirit who remains with us to help us get to know him. In the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, we go. It is to them that we are committed. Him that we are committed in three persons. And lastly then, uh, verse 20, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. These things do not come naturally. It was difficult for the disciples to get their head round. It's difficult for us to get our head round sometimes. You can tell that because the rest of the New Testament after the Gospels is, is all, all, all the epistles and, and letters which are explaining that you've gone slightly off track. Come back here. You're going slightly wrong. They found it difficult. But in making disciples, that's followers of Christ, we need to teach those we meet about what God says, what he means, what difference he makes. We are to do as Jesus has commanded of us, and that includes speaking of him to others. Now, that's not easy. That isn't easy. But it's an important event. Jesus had the authority. He knows that we're going to find it difficult, but the message is for every one of us. Marion and I were at a, an, a work event um, during the week uh, and we had lots of clients there <coughs> and it was trying to, because there were so many, it was quite difficult to find them sometimes. Anyway, the, the senior partner, who's the, the, the pinnacle, the head of the whole firm, came in uh, and we were talking to this nice, who's actually a, a Christian guy uh, and we were inviting him to my ordination, but sadly he can't come, so you won't meet him. Uh, but anyway, we were chatting, and Paul was in full flow. He speaks 20 to the dozen, uh, and he was in full flow. And the senior partner, Alistair, walked across and said, Paul, your guest is outside. 
He was gone like a shot. Mid-sentence, it was astonishing. There was no goodbye. It was no, oh, David, Mary, sorry, I, I better, go and, better go and see him. Not a word. He just shot off like a bullet. It was extraordinary. Why? Because the leader had told him to go. Now, the extraordinary thing is with Jesus, right at the end of the passage, he says, what does he say? Let's read it together. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. To make that illustration complete, the senior partner would have gone with Paul to help him. He didn't actually have time because Paul had gone. But that's what Jesus is doing for us. Jesus is standing with us, saying, go. I have given you everything. I have given you myself, and I want you to tell others about me. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know we love you. Do you love me? Lord, yes, you know you've done everything for me. Do you love me? Yes, then go and tell people about that love. And what's more, I'll come with you. So that whenever you need me, you can ask. If we need help, ask. Because Jesus in the Holy Spirit is with us at all times to help us share the love of God which is in our heart with those around us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, the, the task before us seems so daunting. We may not know how to do it. We might be frightened of failing. But we love you. And we want to ask you to help us share that love with those around us, those that we love in a human sense.